Where are you located? In Portland, Oregon. All right. We are ready and rolling. Hey, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your tribal hostess, Paulette Reese-Denis. I am here in Portland, Oregon, bringing you people from around the globe, which is really freaking awesome. What a great platform. What a great opportunity for me to network with these magical people, 99.9% uh, .9 women. <laughs> I've interviewed one man. <laughs> I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Just saying. But uh, what a great, what a great place to be able to offer you these people who are inspiring and have inspired me and are doing magic and wonderful creative things, all kinds of things in the world. Um, and today I have a guest from Colorado. I'm really happy to bring in Kim Roberts. Hey, Kim, how are you? Hey, great. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you here. So Kim and I have never met, and that's always a really fun part of this adventure. Uh, I know a little bit about her from her work, her website, her bios, that kind of information, and, and just felt like she was such an amazing, uh, magical woman that I wanted you to know her too. And I wanna know her. I wanna know you, Kim. <laughs> so I can read a little bit about her bio to you. Kim Roberts is a trained psychotherapist, educator, and artist. She has an MA in contemplative psychology from Naropa University and was authorized as an Ashtanga yoga teacher, teaching internationally for over 25 years. Woohoo! yeah. She offers programs and counseling incorporating a variety of practical, no-nonsense tools for mental health to help you find relief from issues such as anxiety, depression, grief, and life transitions. She is the author of Ashtanga Yoga for Beginner's Mind and your brand new book that's coming out in a month, a month from today, which is June 12th for all of you guys out there. Toward a Secret Sky, Creating Your Own Modern Pilgrimage, which I love that name. That's such a great title. So congratulations on that, Kim. That's very exciting. Yes. And, um, I would love to hear more about it and more about you. So can you share some, some goodness about yourself with us? Sure. Um, there seems to be a lot of goodness going on recently. It's amazing how things sort of uh, snowball in, in terms of um, things coming to fruition. I was actually having this thought this morning, you know, it was, it was a shower thought, one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I realized I have been working on, well, the book for, this is uh, year 11. I've been working on this book for 11 years. Ooh! And wow. it's funny um, because I almost, I realized this morning, I almost wanted to um, say something to this community that uh, where we met and just say, like, people don't give up because it just takes so much longer than we think sometimes oh. for things to come to fruition. And um, so as soon as this book is, has been, um, you know, put out, it's being put out into the world, I found my publisher and someone to, who believed in me, you know, and it really just took that. It took a an agent and a publisher who believed in me. And I think there's the snowball comes from as soon as you get some traction with this sort of believing in yourself 
And it's amazing how slow it can be for some of us, but it's like once you get that traction, it's like suddenly, you know, I've made a big move. I'm putting my house on the market this week and moving to the city to um, focus on my art. And as soon as that whole uh, transition sort of took root in my, in my mind, um, you know, there are galleries, there are art consultancies, there are opportunities to show and to sell my work. Um, there's, you know, book events that are happening around the book. Suddenly, as if, you know, the, the people can hear through the ether, new clients are coming to me. So it's been a really exciting time of um, watching all of the work that I've been doing for the past few decades um, coming to some sort of fruition. And that said, there's still so much more to be revealed and it's always an adventure it's, it's and that's the fun of it that's the the beauty of what we do is that it's always expanding mm -hmm. i mean as entrepreneurs i think we have to be that way if we weren't that way we wouldn't be entrepreneurs right yeah. yeah but you know even that word entrepreneur is something that i've been coming to terms with recently i actually don't i am not a sales girl and that became that just that phrase came to me so clearly recently I am an artist who wants to share my good my work mm -hmm. and for me there's something about that shift and I think things started coming together really clearly um, as soon as I made that shift for, my, for myself and I started um, hiring some people to help me with the sales yes Yes. And Uber, like, I get to do my fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I'm trying to remember now there's, I, I've, I've learned this in the past and I can't even quite remember it, but there's three kinds of entrepreneurs and one is definitely the creative artist. And then there's one in the middle and I can't remember what it's called. And then the third one is the, uh, hmm, I can't remember the word for it, but more like the corporate big expansion expansive entrepreneur right yeah. so it totally makes sense that you're the artist creative and yes i mean yeah you need help we all need help we can't do it all even though i have tried <laughs> right doesn't work word don't do that yeah don't do it people do not do that get help right oh i know and and i actually was writing a lot about that this last couple weeks is about, you know, I've done all this over the last 30, 40 years before computers, before the internet, right? Mm -hmm. I've taken the hard road. And as a rebellious youngster, <laughs> you know, I wanted to do it all and do it my way. God damn it. It was just going to be, I'm not listening to you. And now it's like, uh-uh, people, let me help you. Don't do it that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so tell me about your new book. So, um, yes. So this, it's actually, I can't take credit for the title. The first part of it is a, a line from a Rumi poem, mm. for the Sky. Um, and the creating your own modern pilgrimage, this is, this is something that uh, I did come up with. It's an interesting um, thing, this book. It started out as a memoir. And it actually uh, took root when I was going through, you know, one of my many midlife crises, <laughs> opportunities, as my friend says, <laughs> midlife opportunity. And um, I had 
you know, I had a shock with a relationship and it threw me and it was, it was, it was one of the worst and it threw me so hard. I retreated, bought myself a house in Crestone and, um, wrote my story. That's where you are now. That's in Colorado. No, I'm in Denver now. So Crestone is a, is like a blip on the map. It's in the middle of nowhere and absolutely beautiful and a perfect place to write a book and heal. And so that's what I did for 10 years. And it was uh, a lot of complaining. The book was a memoir. It was a lot of whining and moaning and poor me And I'm so grateful that that book never went out into the world. <laughs> and yet there was something, some thread that was attractive enough for an agent to pick me up. And so um, we worked it for a couple years, took us a couple years to find a publisher. We finally found the publisher. And um, it was clear that memoir by this point had been overdone in certain, you know, publishers weren't as interested. And so I had to adapt. And she's like, look, we really don't want memoir, but we love your story. We love your voice. Can you make uh, more of a, a like a guidebook? Okay. And I said, sure. So I'm a teacher. I can do that. So I did that. And it's absolutely not the book I intended to write, but it is absolutely the book I needed to write, not only for myself, but for others who seem to be benefiting from it. And because it's, it's evolving my work, it's helping me see how all the different threads of my experience are fitting together in a way that I can show up and be helpful. So it's been a tool for my own transformation in such a huge way that I could have never expected. Oh, that's amazing. And that you allowed that unfolding. Well, yeah, you know, a little kicking and screaming. and. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of work writing a book. I put out yeah. three. Yeah, so you know. Yeah. And people think, oh, you know, you, you, just, you just write it and then hit send. And it's like... <laughs> How many times did you edit yours? You know, like double digits, high double digits. Uh, uh, so um, who is publishing your book for you? Um, it's a new off-branch offshoot of um, Dover Publications, which is called Ixia, I-X-I-A. And they're, you know, it's kind of a niche market for the Dover group. Cool. Do you have, happen to have a, a rough copy of the cover right there? I do. I want to see. I want to see. So, this is the um, this is the advanced reader copy. So it's not going to be it won't have the little star on it. But yeah, that right on. Well, congratulations again on that. And then you do have another book about yoga. Mm -hmm. So are you still teaching yoga? I teach on uh, retreats. I don't teach on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, I move around too much for that. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I teach on retreats and I, yeah, nothing that is regular. The next one coming up, I'm doing a, um, a five day program in Northern Norway next, wow. actually, uh, next this month, uh, just in two weeks. Right on. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Excellent. Love it. I love to, I love to travel and teach like that and work, work at festivals and retreats and, workshops during that long time so so you're a psychotherapist and are you working in that right now I am and it's it's an interesting um this is one of those areas where I still feel like I'm refining um language around 
what I do and how it fits in. Psychotherapist um, has to me a connotation of an old paradigm because for me, when I think of psychotherapist, it means someone who's sort of uh, aligned with the medical model of psychotherapy. And I definitely, especially the, the further I get into this work, the more I see that is just not where the help is. Mm-hmm. Um, I counsel people and I do help them with their emotional, mental uh, traumas and uh, difficulties. We work on managing emotions and on relationship issues. And yet there is something about um, my experience because I was trained uh, with the Naropa uh, background, contemplative psychotherapy. It's a much different approach and it doesn't have a lot of footing yet in the popular approach to psychology. It draws a lot from uh, Buddhist meditation and mindfulness practices. And so there's very much of a melding. And then I've got the whole body piece with Ashtanga yoga. And then I've got my whole creative piece. And so I just kind of bring it all together. And it's like, it, we just have so much fun. So I hate calling it psychotherapy because it, that always sounds so dry and boring. And what I do with my clients is um, reveal where the life is and where we can kind of unlock the shackles that are keeping the life from you know bubbling up. And I just got off a, a call out of a session this morning. And I mean, we spend most of the time laughing at the same time that she's having these deep insights about how to manage her, you know, relationships. And so um, it's, I am a psychotherapist and yet I'd like to call myself something bigger or different than that. So what would that be? Uh, the first thing that pops to mind is like a life change guide, mm. a pilgrim, a pilgrim guide. Mm. It's really, what? I mean, this whole thing of pilgrimage has really, really been speaking to me recently. I'm in the middle of um, creating a new course um, about creative pilgrimage because essentially each, you know, we get, we get to various um, points in our life and we recognize the need for some kind of shift. You know, we've um, matured enough that we recognize uh, immature behaviors that are no longer serving us, or we reach a, like a stalemate with our, our profession and we realize we need a little more creative input or something to keep us interested. And so it's like we, we formulate this new um, you know, plan. Most of us do it that way. We formulate a plan and then we you know, try to go through A, B, C. We take B school. We try to figure out how to get there. And I think it's more organic than that. And I think it's like our ideal lives are seeking us just as much as we are seeking them. And so it's, um, it's um, this idea of pilgrimage is kind of like co-creating our reality by, um, you know, heading in a certain direction with the openness to allow whatever wants to arise to, to happen and to um, come with the tools to be able to, to handle that and grow, you know, and, and uh, grow from it. Um, yeah i love i love your pilgrimage i love the idea of pilgrimage i just returned back from teaching a retreat in mexico mm. and, and it is a pilgrimage yeah uh it's a journey and and that you can be that guide i think that's really beautiful mm. i totally get that and honor that and how okay so my question to you now would be how 
Whew. Because you're a DLOS. What's that? Does lots of stuff. <laughs> Understatement. Understatement. Yeah. And um, I, I want to know more about your art. And I mean, how long have you been creating art? How long have you been writing? How have you melded all these things together? Because I've done the same thing. So I totally get it. You mm -hmm. know, and it does take, it takes a lifetime of experience in, in a beautiful way, not in a bad way, you know, to bring, to bring all that skill and all that knowledge and us as, as, you know, uh, midlife women, whatever, wherever you want to fall into that genre of age. Um, but to have the, have had the journeys, right? Yeah. So that we can impart that knowledge to those who have it. Yeah. Um, so how, what, what's been, you know, I mean, I'm sure we could talk like for hours, <laughs> but how have you evolved into where you are now? It's a great question. And I'm curious how you have too, because, you know, we all have our way of coming at this. Um, I, I think the simple way to put this is I finally recognized that all these tools, which I adopted for purely selfish reasons, you know, to save my sanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Journaling, journaling saved my life. As an 11-year-old, I picked it up, and I've been writing every day since then. Mm -hmm. And it saved my life. You too? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, studying psychology was just so that I could stop driving myself crazy. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> picking up yoga, same thing. You know, it just grounded me. It tethered me to the earth. And art has just been recently, it's just four years ago, um, it was uh, a month before my 50th birthday that I discovered um, my medium, which had taken, you know, it took me, uh, encaustic wax. Okay. So I painted with hot wax. Is that, is that one of yours behind you? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And um, so that's a recent addition. But so what, I, what started happening is, you know, I initially started doing retreats because of Ashtanga Yoga. And there, it's a very tight-knit community and you meet people and they invite you to teach around the world. So I was blessed by this um, practice to meet um, all, my, all my closest friends are from Ashtanga Yoga, you know, around the world, not all, most. And um, so I started doing retreats. And then I got to a point in that practice where I was like, you know, I felt something uh, needed to grow a little bit for my own comfort um, in, in continuing to share that. And so I started adding in the meditation piece. Mm -hmm. And then I started adding in the journaling piece. And then I started adding in um, or taking away so much of the physical asana and adding in more of the breathing and the grounding practices. And so it's just as I evolve my own, basically, I teach what I need to learn. I think we all do this, you know, like, I know what I need to keep me sane and happy. And then I, I meet people and I'm like, oh, well, here, let me share this with you. And so it's just so, and then, you know, if they benefit, then we're all happy. Right. And it becomes such a gift. Yeah. Like a gift from you to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that you just come into your art in, in, in the painting aspect. I mean, it's all, it's all art. Uh, but you come yeah. into this visual form of, and, and you're showing in galleries and, and that's amazing. That's really amazing. Do you feel like that will be your main focus now over the writing or over the counseling or? 
It's a really good question. It's what I'm focusing on as I move to Denver, which is just now happening. I have a good friend there. I need you to contact her. So. Oh, great. Good. Um, but you know, it's funny, this, this uh, phrase that I shared with you earlier, I am not a sales girl. It came up because I redesigned my art website. I got some help to do that. And she wanted this, this woman, she did a great job. She helped me a lot, but she wanted me to, um, make it more of an online sales platform. I'm like, hang on. There's something that kind of, it took me a while to identify. And I realized I don't want to make my art my business. I want my art to be the extension of my practice because that's how it feels to me. I've always had this um, thought or idea that at the end of the you know spiritual path comes art. I mean, you know, even like in the Bible, like they create, you know, um, and on the seventh day, or no, I can't, I don't, I'm sorry, I've never read the Bible. I shouldn't be <laughs> quoting the Bible. <laughs> but there's this idea of creation. And to me, it just seems like, you know, uh, I got to a certain point in my um, yoga community and my meditation community where it's like, it's all about practice, continuing until the day you die. I'm like, well, you know, if you look at practice from like an arts perspective, like a musician or like, a, like an athlete, at a certain point, you stop practicing and you create your thing. Mm -hmm. And you blossom and you, you know, there it is. And so it, it's, it's felt to me like um, art really is the, the thing that helps me work with my mind in a way that keeps me... Uh, present and engaged mm -hmm. and as a conduit to right. whatever it is that I've learned from my spiritual practices and continue to learn. So, um, so, but, but I want to talk about that for a minute. Cause I think that's really important. Um, what you brought up is you don't want to make your art be your product or your sales product. Yes. And I mean, I've been on in th those pages many times, uh, you know, with my photography and with my dance and with my words and, and sometimes it's a shift in how we view it. Like we may not be the best marketer, you know, I mean, there is definitely, there's several things involved in, in, in being an artist or being a musician or being a poet or whatever. And, and sometimes you want to get your work out there and that means selling it. Well, but if we change our perception um, and our wordage around selling mm -hmm. and think of the allowance of abundance and the prosperity that can come from your skill and your, your years of practice and knowledge. And that's a good thing, mm -hmm. but maybe you don't want to have to do it. So you get someone else to do it for you. <laughs> but, but to, um, do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say, but, uh, I think it's really great for you to sell your artwork. I, yeah, believe me, I have no problem selling yeah. my artwork. I'm, I'm not averse to that. But to be the marketer or the salesperson. Yeah, I think my issue comes with, as I've watched myself try to, for example, sell my retreats. Mm -hmm. It never works if I try to sell my retreats. 
And I don't know what that's all about because when people come to me for retreats and, you know, organize and host and, and approach me, they're phenomenal Mm -hmm. and everybody's happy. But when I try to, it's like, I don't know what happens. I put a different hat on and I shift my mindset and it turns like it, 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 it flavors the energy of the transaction. Mm-hmm. And I think what I realized is, and it's interesting because as soon as I started focusing on the art and really making it a daily practice, and I'm also still writing as a daily practice. And as I've allowed those to take precedence and um, realize that I can make money doing my teaching, mm-hmm. I'm actually finally getting my ass together to get a, a, an e-course um, on uh, my website that I have been dragging my heel, my feet on for, I can't tell you how long. Mm-hmm. So that feels more aligned for me to be able to charge for my professional services as a, a counselor and a teacher. Mm-hmm. And that way it takes the pressure off my art to please anybody. Mm. Okay. Nice. Oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> I mean, there really is so many levels in that. Um, and, and I have a client right now who's blossoming as an artist and she's starting to teach and sell her artwork and have shows and she's getting all these things and she's doing the marketing and the writing. And at some point you really do, I believe, you know, to focus on what you do best and what yeah. you, what you love and there are other people who do other things. Some of us are super strong leaders in one aspect. Some of us are super strong teachers in another aspect. Yeah. And it takes everybody. I mean, that's always been my thing. Even with my dance, it's about the circle. Everyone yeah. is included and inclusive and necessary, right? Yeah. In the circle, in the tribe, in the community, where whatever you want to call that. Yeah. And everybody has their own gifts. And you don't have to do it all. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think part of what um, is helping, well, it's not even I think, um, part of how I'm getting this e-course together is because someone I've been working with for years um, passed me on to her VA team and they are helping me um, just do the technical work. And I was meeting with them a couple of days ago and I, I've had an e-course, like a whole course sitting in my, on my computer for probably four or five years. And I just haven't put it up there. So finally, a couple of days ago, you know, we put it all up into this platform and I said, okay, well, I still need to do this, this, and this. And they look and they, you know, we're on a call like this and they're like, oh no, we'll do that. And I lost it. I completely bawled. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh my God, people can help me. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was a little embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no, it's so good, though. I mean, vulnerability is a beautiful thing. But to, to recognize that and to be, to, to ask for what we need. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's some of the hardest part. Of, you know, I know, like I said, I've been the rebel almost all my life. I'm not going to ask for help. I can do it all myself. Right. Sure. And I did. And yeah. I did, and it's killed me over and, and over again. Yeah, yeah, and then you get exhausted. Uh huh. And I happen to be good at all of those aspects. You know, right. it's probably a curse and a, a, a beautiful thing. Blessing, yeah. But I don't want to do that anymore. Right. Yeah. And now you do this wonderful offering for others to help 
uh, share the magic and um, oh, yeah, it's freaking it, love it. Freaking great. love it. It's so good. I love networking. I love meeting inspired people and inspiring people. And I love sharing and mm -hmm. connecting. Um, and that's my gift as a hostess, um, along with all the DLOS stuff that I do on the side, <laughs> which is a lot, um, but so good. So, um, oh, I feel like we, we just have so much in common and it's so great. But, um, so what do you do? So I know you journal, you have your daily practice, you have your practice of journaling, you have your practice of art making, you probably have some sort of practice of yoga or movement. Mm -hmm. Um, what's your non-negotiable that you do every day? Meditation hmm. and yoga, even if it's just rolling around on my mat for hmm. five minutes, you know, like worst case scenario, like don't have time, feel like shit. There's, those are the non-negotiables. Mm -hmm. If I don't, if I don't uh, meditate, I feel like I have not brushed my teeth. Hmm. It's that kind of feeling. I get that totally. Yeah. I, I teach a lot of a lot about bringing in that daily practice of meditation, mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's so life saving. Mm -hmm. And I do I do a sitting practice, but I also do in my non negotiable almost every day is to get out and walk and run. Mm, great. I have to get outside, and my walk becomes a power walk and becomes a meditation walk and run and a gratitude practice. I, I do the whole thing while I'm out moving because I'm a mover, you know? Yeah. I can sit, but I gotta move. If I don't move, my day is shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's good. Well, anything else you wanna tell us? <laughs> um, you know, I think something that's been coming to me recently is just, you were talking about this gift of being a hostess and kind of connecting with like-minded people. And for me, like I'm just starting to realize how, and I mean, this is gonna sound cliche because we've all heard it so many times, but when you start to have the experience of how we're all connected mm -hmm. and really tune into that, it's magic. It is magic. It's magic. Wow. And it's so not cliche. It's just powerful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I just felt that through my whole body right when you said that. Yeah. So thanks for doing this. Thank you for the work that you're offering. Oh, writing. my pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. Yeah. I wish you so much success with your art and your move and your art shows and your new book. Thank you. <laughs> I can't Thank wait to read it. I can't wait to read it. It's going to be awesome. I just love it. I love it. And um, so many blessings to you for doing the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much, dear. Yeah. And everybody out there, I hope that this has inspired you and given you some good, good uh, energy for moving forward for, for, moving with intention and working with your daily practice and your goals and your visions and never letting up, right? Never letting up. Yeah. So good. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate all of you out there in heart and hustle land for another episode of this beautiful uh, visual podcast that we have. I am your tribal hostess, Paula Ristini, and today we had Kim Roberts with us. I will give you all of her links and all that good stuff uh, in the blog post and check out her book, check out her page. And um, 
until we meet again. Mwah. Thank you so much.